0: If you don't truly love the process, like I don't care what it is, you can want that macro result of being on top of the mountain. But if you don't like all the shit underneath the ugly water, the mud, the blood, the sweat, just the adversity, it's never going to come to fruition.
1: If you haven't developed the skill of like getting really good at something to a high level and understanding that it takes time, and then honestly, like I enjoy that. Like I, I like the process. Like it's very similar to like how I got really good at football. It's like the result wouldn't be as good if you didn't understand the process it took to get there
0: what is up everybody welcome back for another episode of the podcast the determined society i am your host sean french and i have once again a special treat for you guys but before i get into it if you guys could please 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 go subscribe to the show uh, leave a written review, five-star, hopefully, and let me know your thoughts. Uh, you know, We're not monetizing the show right now or running ads, so I would love to hear your feedback. And without further ado, I'm going to just get right down to business because it is 9, 10 p.m. in Florida, and I want to, first of all, thank my guests for having such flexibility today. We've had to push back the time twice, and but we're here, and we're excited to give this. So my guest today is a former seven-year quarterback out of Salinas. California. He played in the NFL for seven years, and right now he's navigating life after football and using the skills that he learned there to raise a four-year-old daughter, a two-year-old son, and really just be an overall amazing human being and tackle his business and his after sports career. Great thing about my guest today is he is married to his eighth grade girlfriend, and you do not hear that very often. So David Fails, man, welcome to the show, brother.
1: Man, Sean, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, look, look man. Like we connected on the gram, and uh, you know, I think it was within probably like man about a week. I was like, dude, this dude's legit, man. I'd love to have a conversation with this guy sometime soon, and you know, kind of hear his story and and brother. Here we are, man. We're getting done. So
1: we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate reaching out.
0: Yeah, man. You we uh, funnily enough, for the listeners, you know, David and I grew up like. Not too far from each other. Like you're, you're more Monterey, right? Like in that area. Yeah. I'm
1: like Salinas, Monterey. Yeah. Gotcha. Were you a gotcha. little, you're a little north?
0: I'm the East Bay. I was in the East Bay, dude. I, yeah. you know, I grew up in, uh, what was it, uh, Concord?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was born in that's, Walnut uh, Creek. Yeah. Concord is that, that's De La Salle.
0: Yeah, bro. Like, dude. So I went to Ignacia Valley my first three years, like the, the redhead stepchild right behind De La Salle. And, uh, okay. then I transferred to Clayton Valley my senior year. But yeah, man, like, that's it, dude. That's my hometown, Conquer, California.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my high school played them kind of when they were on there and at the end of like their first long streak. And- yeah. Yeah. It was fun to play them. They they uh they got after us.
0: Yeah, dude. They 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 were dope, dude. They were they were so good, man. But dude, you're no stranger to good football. Like I said, you're NFL quarterback for seven years. Um, but the one thing that was really cool. I mean, we'll just start, you know, light and just talk about your your time at San Jose State, man. I mean, like that, dude. That was like the first time you guys were ever ranked in the college or whatever the top. Yeah whatever it was you guys yeah. finished what 11 and two was that your what year was that for you is that your senior year
1: no that was my junior year but it was my first year there and we that i think was one of the best years san jose had and maybe one of the highest they were ranked we were 21 we finished 21 but i always say like i it was such a perfect situation for me because i was i was in Monterey, which is like an hour south these guys had had kind of been going through it the last couple years They were remember they were like five and six, I think the year before they were even worse than that. The year before that, but they had been kind of like setting the foundation, building the culture. And I would also been kind of going through my grind too at NPC, the junior college in Monterey. Um, so I only had I had Indiana State, and then the day after Christmas, some of the coaches came down, worked me out just because I had decent stats. Like they had to do their due diligence. Ended up really liking me. Offered me last minute, and uh, it was like a perfect situation because they were they had all been playing. Built the foundation. They just needed somebody to to get them the ball, and um, it was a really fun year.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I can imagine, bro. I mean, you guys lit it up. That were like eleven and two or something like that. Really, really cool year. Really cool year. I I did the junior route, uh, the junior college route for myself as well. And uh, man, I tell you what, that that was that was some fun times in JUCO. You don't <laughs> yeah. you don't really understand like, the gravity of like what's going on. Like you know, sophomore year in JUCO, you think you're invincible, and it's just like, bro, I'm going anywhere I want. And, uh, you know, then you realize like y- years later, like shit, man, thank God I went somewhere. Cause that could have been like it for me, you know? Yeah. It, it, those are pivotal time, to- pivotal times, man.
1: It was, uh, like I, cause I, I got a scholarship to UNR, uh, Nevada, Reno out of high school. Yeah. And that was, and I always tell people cause it, it was Kaepernick's junior year when I was there and they were, they were doing really well. And, I shouldn't have been there because they were running that offense with Kaepernick and I am not. I ran a 4-9. He runs like a 4-4 four mm-hmm. four and I wasn't going to be that guy. So I ended up bouncing back and, um, like I thought I was going to be that guy. It's like, I'm, I'm D1. I'm going to bounce back and then I'm, I'm going to ball out at JC and then get my division one offer. Mm-hmm. And, and my first five games, I was rotating with the guy who had been starting the year before. So I was like, did I just mess up? Like I'm, yeah. I had my school paid for, now I don't. But it was a, it was a, a really crucial time for me to just learn how to compete, kind of control what I can control. And then uh, it was, it was one of the funnest times I've had. Like I enjoyed it. It was super fun. And I was in Monterey driving Highway 1 every morning <laughs> to school, which I took for granted, which was so nice.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. I think, you know, the, the, the one thing that I really loved about that little, little story there was you had the, the, you know, your college paid for at UNR and you're like, all right, I don't fit into the system. I don't run a four, four, like, like cap does bounce back, go to Juco thinking you're going to dominate right away. And you're rotating in and out with, with a dude that was there before. And it was like at that time, it was probably one of the first times, like you said, like, Whoa, shit, did I mess up? Like, what am I doing here? You know, I don't even have my school paid for now. Like, what is this going to mean for me? And you know, can you walk us through your mindset of getting from that mindset there to kind of asc- ascending out of that and understanding what you needed to do and how you performed so well
1: yeah i that that time really kind of laid the foundation on how I was going to compete and move forward and kind of control what I can control in a lot of other situations moving forward but i I, I hadn't really competed at that level yet. Like I, I was good at high school and I had to compete with some other kids, but not to the extent where I was rotating like half a season and, and had to figure it out. So I got to a point in training camp, or maybe it was even the off season, where I was like, "I am worrying about so many things that are out of my con- control, out of my control. Like, what is he doing? What's who am I playing with? Um, just so many things that I couldn't control." And I had started, I got introduced to mind gym by Gary Mack, mm. and <clears throat> that I. It, that kind of, I started do, doing some of the stuff that he talks about in terms of like visualization mm. and like creating this highlight reel for me. And I was like, wow, this stuff works. But on top of that, I also was like, I'm going to stop worrying about 10 things that I need to get better at and things that, and half of them I can't control. And like, let's pick one thing I can get better at. Like maybe it's uh, my three step drop. And if I dial that in, uh, everything else is going to kind of play itself out. Um, and then I, I was less anxious. I was less worried about everything. I was just out there again, having fun, um, and focusing on one thing that I knew I could control. And if I handled that, everything else was going to be good. So it, eventually I ended up starting halfway through the season and got another, yeah, you I know, got, got San Jose, um, after the next year, but that really helped me kind of moving into San Jose because also when I first got to San Jose, I was rotating with the two other quarterbacks until the week of Stanford, week one. So then it was like the same thing, and I kind of I had already done it two years ago before, so I, I was primed for that, and but it was literally kind of the same situation. I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this, like pick a few things that I can control on every day and get better at, and uh, let everything else just happen.
0: Dude, it is such a metaphor for life, bro. Like like really think about that. There's not a whole lot of kids in junior college. Baseball, football, basketball, or even students, you know, at that age that can literally remove the emotion of the situation and go, okay, I can't control those five things. So I'm going to pay attention to the few things that I can control and I'm going to execute and focus on those things. That is huge, man, because what happened there, and and this is why I'm so glad you're on the show, dude, because my listeners love this kind of stuff right it's like okay what can we do to control the situation well you can't control who you're playing with or you know what that dude's doing over there the only thing that you can do is focus on your pre you know your 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 drop or what or or you know whatever you need to ex pre step drop your execute that's your deal and if you can take care of your side of the street it is going to remove every single bit of anxiety that you have throughout the throughout every single day that that to yeah. me right there is so powerful because if you wouldn't have been able to understand that at that point, you would have been done at San Jose state. Like, yeah. like really think about that. Cause you wouldn't have the tools.
1: Right. So I wouldn't have made it. I, I don't know if I would have got through junior college.
0: <laughs> that, that, that's it, man. Like that's the thing, dude. And like, that's why I love sports, you know? Yeah. And I know one of your biggest things is like what sports has taught you. See, I played baseball at a high level. I played at Louisiana state university, I played at LSU from Oh one to Oh three. Yeah. And I got there and I thought I, you know, like this is great. I belong there. And as soon as I walked on campus, I turned into a fanboy. It's like that paradigm shift in the wrong fucking direction, right? It was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, these guys just won the College World Series last year. Oh my God, there's there's so and so. He scored the winning run. You like, oh, he hit a bomb, you know, in game two. It's like it's like, wait a second, I wasn't able to control what was going on around me because i was focused on everybody else and i was yep. comparing myself and as we know comparison is the root of all evil oh no. it, man it, 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 will, it will, will destroy you. yeah it'll yeah. it'll completely destroy you so learning that at a young age like you did man that i i feel like that's probably what led you to be successful at San Jose State and even getting to the NFL for 7 years man like I didn't learn that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's it, crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like in the last two years, I've had a lot of time to kind of reflect on how I got good. I think cause so, for so long I was in like hyperspeed mode where it was like high school, college, NFL and everything mm-hmm. was happening so fast and you don't even, I, you, you do when you're in it, but not to the extent that I, I do now have like an appreciation and an understanding of, of what I've learned. And cause I, I think sometimes even now I, I'll, I'll get caught up in like worrying about stuff I can't control or like trying to just bite off stuff that's too big. And it's like, all right, let's like, let's break this down. What, what can I control? Um, I want to make a certain amount of money or I want to ha- have a goal like, all right, let's, let's chop that in half or chop that in a quarter. And like, how can we achieve that? I think, um, I was fortunate also to have some really cool mentor mentors in, in my life and, and role models that helped me like instill that those fan- foundational skills. I had, um, a quarterback coach that hooked up with me my freshman year and he still, I still talk to him to this day, but he like really taught me to, like every day, like let's, We're going to get better at uh, a three-step drop today. We're going to get better at throwing up on the run today. And I think... Like I had that ingrained in me. And sometimes when you kind of get away, I got, I would get away from my coach a little bit and go to another team. And it's like, you, you kind of forget mm-hmm. and lose sight of, of what got you here. Um, and it's kind of easy, especially when you go from like high school to college to yeah. NFL, you think you got to reinvent the wheel to kind of get there. And sometimes you do like not, they would say like what got you here isn't what, it, what's going to keep you here. And that's true sometimes, but also you got there for a reason. So like don't, don't change everything. Um, cause I think sometimes I would be the first guy to like reinvent the wheel because it's not going to keep me here, yeah. but there's, there, there's some stuff that, that I need to keep that got me here. If that makes sense. So
0: and that makes, it makes a lot of sense, man. Cause I think that, you know, people do that in their professional life all the time, right? You, I see it, I see it in the corporate and in, in the sales environment constantly, right? People get hired because they are qualified to do a job, right? Yeah. And their skills got them from that point, from, you know, a point way over here to this specific point in time. Maybe it's an opportunity at a really big corporation to make six figures or whatnot, and then when they get there, they shit the bed, right? Because it's like, oh my God, they go into vapor lock and they just can't perform because they're trying to be somebody they're not. They're trying to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, like you're saying, and like be the corporate robot, read off the brochure and and not bring them themselves to the party you know it happens in sports it happens in business it happens in entrepreneurship and it's like one of those things like listen we know we need to focus and get better every single day but to your point let's work on this one thing today right like know what you're getting into on a day-to-day basis and just hyper focus on it and get better
1: yeah um yeah, I've kind of gone through that too, cause I'm, I'm in sales now in the corporate world. And I think I was trying to, uh, fit in and, and be some, be something that I had, I guess I wasn't, cause it was, it was a new environment. You know? I've been playing football my whole life. I'm like, I have no idea how even how to work my laptop right now and set all this stuff <laughs> up.
0: What's this thing? Yeah, yeah, all
1: the tools that come with it. I'm like, what is (laughs) going on? And I think it's just, you said something there. It's like where you, you try to be somebody you're not. And my brother, when I was going through the interview process, told me something. It's like, dude, if they don't like you, you don't want to be there anyways. Like just be you because that's that's who you don't like you're not going to be somebody else the entire time you're there so just like be who you are you're enough and and that's going to be good you're here for a reason and and then he's like you played in the nfl for six years and i'm like yeah it's like it's easy to sometimes forget that and i i always say that too i like even when i was in the league there's there was almost like two people within me it's like the guy was monday through friday and i was like terrified I like, I was unsure of why I was here, but I think that's why I was so good because I would work so hard Monday through Friday to show up for Saturday or Sunday, depending on college or NFL. But then there was like a switch I could flip game day where I'm like, it's, it's go time. Like nobody out here is going to beat me. Like, and I think it's a combination of like the trust I have with the players, every, all the work we put in together. I know who I'm going out there with, but, um, it's a it's a mindset and a mentality, and I, it's something I've been like kind of navigating. I think in this pivot into regular life is like how can I be that guy every day, and it's, it's like a choice, and it's being intentional about that, and really kind of dissecting like what are the thoughts and beliefs that I'm telling myself that are preventing me from being that guy. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's been interesting.
0: No, it's a really good point, man. Because like you know, and, and I always believe it too. Like I work so hard, you know. Repping out whatever it is I'm doing, whether it's the podcast, whether it's my, my business or my nine to five job. I work so hard because I fear the other side. Like I've lost everything before and I'm not going back there. Right. So I work so hard and I work sometimes. I almost work scared. And then when it's showtime, it's lights out. I don't think about anything. It's tunnel vision. It doesn't matter. Right, So you work all week for that one moment. And the one thing that you can do in your corporate career now moving forward is you can treat every single task like a practice plan. Oh, okay, from this point, this point, we're doing these drills, right? You execute them. I'm gonna get real good at this. Okay, I wasn't real good at that. Um, here Here's the good things I did, but I could improve on XYZ. So all right, tomorrow, I'm gonna improve on that. But I'm gonna move on to the next to the next rep, the next revolution, right? And then yeah. bang, when it comes down to that closing table game over. That's game yeah. time, right? Yeah. Sales, well, actually life and sports are so parallel. And yeah. you know, I a lot of times people look at me like I have two heads when I talk about how important sports are at a very high level. And it's almost like people get really triggered when I say that. Sorry guys that are listening that didn't play a high level sports. I'm not saying that you suck at life. I'm just fucking telling you, we learned a lot about life a lot earlier. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The shit ain't fair, right? Um, What would you say to somebody if they asked you, Hey, what did sports really teach
1: you about life? I think again, as I've taken time, I'm like, success is translatable in, in all areas. Like the formula is the same. It's just, you got to kind of dissect it and put in those principles and i think it's like being a quarterback like it it taught me so much just to to learn how to get good at something i just kind of like look where how did i start i got with a coach and i grinded like five days a week two hours a day and developed a skill until i was one of the best and then then you got to be like there's all aside from like being able to throw a ball you got to be able to communicate learn and, Mm -hmm. and develop and and adapt um I think like the leadership skills that it taught me that I didn't even realize were happening. I, I was never a rah-rah guy and I was like, I don't still need to be a rah-rah guy in this, this second half of, or whatever, this next chapter of my life. Like I can lead by example because that's what I always said when I was playing. Like I, when I did speak, it meant something because all the guys that were around me knew I was doing all the right things. And, uh, it was credible because sometimes you see those guys even now we're like, on IG or in live. People are just talking and I'm like, are they really that guy? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but the people who do know you, if you are on there, they do know you're that guy. And that, and that's who you, you want to be yeah. anyway. So man, I like how how to compete? Like how to handle a bad day. Like do you shut it down and not show up? And I and I think I have to address mm-hmm. those days a little bit differently now than I did in football. Because I think there were a lot sure. of bad days I never addressed because I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't take the time to address. I had to like put that one in the back and will not think about that ever yeah. again. Cause I got to show up and, yeah. and keep my yeah. job. Um, so that's not how I necessarily, necessarily handle it today, but I, like you still have to perform and take care of your family and, and whatever it is. Like I can't just take a, a month off because I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. There's just so many yeah. things. The, the, the communication, like being able to, especially in sales, like I being a quarterback, I was communicating to linemen to receivers to with my coaches with everybody you're essentially like a head coach on the field and then being able to perform in high pressure situations there's just there's like so many things like that playing it at a high level like you said is um has helped me now but there, like i think there's a lot of things when i first got out that i will again i i guess essentially sports taught me this but like i'm not gonna attach who i am to what i'm doing with the identity thing because that was that was something that was tough when I first got out like that really for like the first year where I was kind of going through it. And there's a lot of stuff I wasn't ready for. And I'm realizing a lot of guys kind of go through that. Yeah, So that, that was, that was definitely interesting.
0: Yeah. Dude, those are all great lessons. Uh, The two biggest takeaways for me that I want to share with you. And they're very interesting. At the very beginning, you talked about if you had to get really good at something, you worked your ass off and it was like something you did for five hours straight until you got it right. Why is it that, do you think that people in business or that are transitioning out of sports and into sales environments, et cetera, there are some people that don't take that same grit and desire into that different arena? It always confuses me, is it? Because if you know it works, right? There's so many different people. Why do you think people sit there and say, "Like, hey, you know what? Hey, I had all these results as a quarterback or as a you know mid middle infielder at Division one baseball because I I eat, sleep, and drink that shit." But where where's the translation
1: lost? I, I'm just thinking this now. I think like when I was younger, I it wasn't as easy for me to have access and visibility into like what everybody was doing, I guess, or 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 these pros I, I i don't know i think now it's it's easy to get lost in like seeing the results and not seeing all the work that was put in you see whatever your nfl player is doing and you and you want to be like him and you you don't realize this guy has been doing so many things to get to where he is any anybody who's successful you you just kind of see the result and you don't really see it And i think you're able to see a lot of those results more now with social media and the access that we have oh yeah I don't know, that, that, you know like i think and people are like oh i want that and um I mean everybody wants that, It's fine, but you just don't have an understanding of how much time it took for somebody to get there and then maybe you you quit because it's it's you're like, Oh, I'm never gonna be there. I, I don't know what it is, but if you haven't developed the skill of like getting really good at something to a high level and understanding that it takes time and then you ought honestly, like I enjoy that. Like I, I like mm-hmm. the process. Like something Um, that I've been talking about a little bit on Instagram and I'm going to talk about more, but like I got into working out, like, and, and I liked it because of the similar thing of, of setting a goal and just being able to like grind away and see the results. And and it was, but it's very similar to like how I got really good at, at football. It's like the result wouldn't be as, as good if you didn't understand the process it took to get there, you know?
0: There it is. Like, there it is. The process, right? It's something that I think is hard for a lot of people. You know, the process, when they lay out a process, they know, let's say something's going to work. I need to make this these many calls today. I need to ha- set this many appointments. I need to close this many per month. So then you can back through your metrics and see what's going to work for you. And, you know, yeah. Um, but if you don't truly love the process, like I don't care what it is, you can want that macro result of being on top of the mountain. But if you don't like all the shit underneath the ugly water, the mud, the blood, the sweat, the tears and, and like just the adversity, it's never going to come to fruition. And what you mentioned about social media, like, look, everybody listening, I, I want to be very, very clear. The people behind social media profiles like myself, like Dave, and all the other individuals that you see out there have actual lives that they're producing actual results, right? So he was an NFL quarterback for six years. I played division one baseball. I've been a high level sales individual for multiple corporations, all the receipts, all the acrylic awards, all the trips, everything like that. But yet you don't see that, right? People yeah. don't see that. Right. That's LinkedIn. If you want to know who somebody is professionally, go to LinkedIn. Like <laughs> yeah. that's gonna tell you. Like it should tell you, right? It really should tell you. But like, you know, the access you're talking about social media is it's so easy to look, you know, to to click that damn app on your phone and yeah. scroll and see everybody who's doing so much better than you. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't know how long it took that individual to get there. You know, so when people are coming up to me and be like, "Hey, man, you're blowing up on 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 Instagram, or you're blowing up in your business, man," it's like almost happened overnight. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, overnight. Yeah, doesn't feel like yeah. overnight. It feels <laughs> like I've been working yeah. out since 2008 when I lost everything. Wow. And yeah. I started to start. I started to to talk about that. Like mo- more recently, like if you go back in like the last couple of weeks, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna let it all out." People are going to know who I am. I want people to be able to connect with me more because I want them to know, like, hey, there's real people out here, and I'm just not going to talk about all the good shit, right? Yeah. Because there's a process that that went on for me to get to where I am. And trust this, I am grateful for. I'm at my life. I have a beautiful wife, three beautiful children, an amazing house, a great podcast, a great business, a great nine to five, right? A bit with it, with it, with a nice title and a lot of great responsibilities, I'm grateful, yeah. but I'm not satisfied. yeah. And so whatever the process needs to be for me to do certain things in this world, in this life, to achieve that macro result that everybody wants, I am willing to go through all the shit in between.
1: Yeah. Because I, I think you, you have perspective and you, and you take time to really assess what you want. I think that's something I've, I've done in this next chapter too. I, I realized when I was in the NFL, like I had this dream, I wanted to get to the NFL, but I never really dreamed past the NFL. And that, that was kind of mm. a weird thing too. It's like, ah, huh? you know, I was like, Oh man. like yeah, and, yeah. and, and it sounds, it's, it sounds crazy to say, but because everyone's like, football's going to end. And everybody told me that mm-hmm. in high school, college and the NFL. And you know it yeah. But when you're in it and I'm just trying to hang on. It's like, yeah, not, it's not ending today. Like I'm not like, I'll, I'll, I'll have an idea of what I want to do and, and get exposure to yeah. different spaces. But like, I'm um, I football was my dream when I was a sixth grader. I was writing letters to yeah. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, like, um, it's so freaking so, cool, dude. Yeah. And I think I'm, um, I'm in this next chapter, kind of thinking with the end in mind a little bit. You know, I don't want to, because I realize, like, okay, I have the skills to. To do what I want, but I don't want to look back 20 years from now and think like, man, you idiot! You just did the same thing. You just grinded because you'll see some people that like I, I went to a, a Tony Robbins event. And this guy had sold a company for billions of dollars nice. and was like trying to figure out what what he was gonna do next. Like he was kind of lost almost. And I was like, man, it's just it, I realize it's not just a me thing. Like there's so many other no. people that go through this, and it's got to be bigger than yeah. all of that, you know. And that's, um, yeah, it's It's it's, a purpose,
0: David. It's a purpose, man. When we find our purpose, it doesn't matter. There there's no money, right? You can scale a company and you can sell it for a billion dollars. But if you're that rat and you're that dude that, or that woman that wants to keep pushing because it's inside you, like you have to keep going. You will die on the vine if you don't. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that like having the end in mind and knowing where you want to go is a super powerful tool, brother, because, you know, you'll be able to see it in the distance and now you can reverse engineer what you need to do to get there. Right. And it's almost like I always, people always ask me like, Hey, like, what are you chasing? I was like, man, like I fail at it every single day, but I'm, I'm chasing the dude that when I, when I die, God introduces me to who I'm supposed to be, who his vision was for me. And if I, if I go to heaven and I don't know or recognize who I'm supposed to be, that's my biggest fear in life.
1: Gosh, that is I say that all the time. That's my hell. Like if I 30 years from now I look back and and okay. think about all the things I wish I would have done, like that is a scary place to be.
0: So scary, bro. And it's like every day, dude. Like, you know, and you can appreciate this. You're a husband and a father. It ain't always pretty.
1: It ain't. Yeah.
0: You know, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, it, you get you get mad at your wife. You and your wife have arguments, and then your kids. You know you have a you have a two and a four. Luckily, y'all are still working man to man. So I don't even want to hear your racket over there. Okay, you can <laughs> conquer and divide. Once you throw a third one in there, you're in zone and you are done. Oh,
1: man. Okay, yeah, there's you are chalks, outnumbered. <laughs>
0: you're outnumbered. You're done, dude. But like, but it's not it's not it's not pretty, right? It's like, you know, especially you know you had your 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 two year old, right? Uh, your son, yeah. uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, right, and so like that was 2020, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, like that is that is a hard thing to navigate, right? And that was probably right when your transition happened too. So all these things, these big life moments are coming, and it's almost like for somebody like you and I that hold the end game in mind of who we want to become. And there's all these obstacles that can get in our way every single day. It's almost like, Oh my gosh, dude, like I failed today. Cause I, like I can literally sit there and tell you today, like I failed today. You know, like there's so many things that I could have done better, you know, in, in my relationship with my wife or, or my kids. Like I got irritated with my six year old today yeah, because like I was like in the middle of like 70 different calls, you know, all these tasks and, you know, she's, they're home from school because it's yeah. Thanksgiving week here in Florida. They get the whole week off
1: and
0: <laughs> yeah. it's like, daddy, daddy. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my God, I like know. what's wrong with me? So I'm on a rant. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on a rant about it, but but that's the thing, man. It's, it's, it's a hard process.
1: Yeah. I think there's a balance to it though. Cause I don't know if we'll ever get that out of, you know, like sometimes yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to always walk away because I think there'll being the way we are high achievers, like there's always going to be something we can get better at. And it's not like I was in, in football, it would, it would, um, hurt me during the week. And then eventually like I, I've corrected however I needed to, to, to feel good about going into the game. But I, it's not as easy when I'm walking into the house feeling like shit or whatever I did, or I'm anxious because I don't think I did enough to help us out or, or whatever. And. Yeah when you kind of get perspective, it's like, ah, you're actually doing all right. Like chill out and and enjoy your family. And, but I think you said something earlier too, that helps you just being grateful. Like you can be, once you take that grateful mindset and, and our, um, it's like a healthy anxiety in terms of like wanting to get better, Yeah. um, there's a balance, there's a balance there. But when you have that, that grateful perspective, it kind of just shifts everything. Um, something I've noticed in the last year.
0: No, absolutely. You know, I'm going to tell you, man, one of the things that I need to get better at is is filtering that because a lot of it, dude? There's days where it's not a healthy anxiety for me. I my mind will not stop. You know, I can attribute that to being a catcher, right? At a very high level, it's like I was always aware. Like I'm always looking around in and baseball. And I don't know if football's the same way. I, I played football one year. And I'm a big bitch and I quit because it hurt. Like I got. I played freshman football. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm a sack quarterback. It's going to be great. And uh, second practice ever, I shoot through a gap and the running back blew me up. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) I have like a promising baseball career. I'm like, these guys are stupid. I'm not, I don't know what these people are thinking. It was like the worst pain ever. I'm like, bro, that was terrible. And you know, as a catcher, it, it was, you're always looking around. You're always seeing if everybody else is where they're supposed to be. You're looking for a sign. You're trying to pick somebody else's signs, and so your my brain never stopped. And yeah. you know, even now, on a day to day basis, I don't think it, I don't think it does stop. I um, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm,
1: the, I'm the same way. And my and yeah. my wife are like, "Where are you right now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm oh like, okay. man." Yeah. yeah. And uh I mean I'm I'm always, I'm like I've been on and off with meditation and like just trying to be present and like putting whatever I'm thinking about to the side just because I I will get like locked in. She's like, You are on another planet right now. I'm like, Yeah, just and then she, but she knows and we've I've been doing this with her forever. She uh I kind of communicated to her and she'll give me some grace, but it gets old when, when kids are thrown in the picture a little bit for herself.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean I feel that bro, because um, you know, being present. You know, as a father and as just as an as a adult is extremely hard. But when you're severely, I say severely, but when you're severely driven to provide this amazing lifestyle for your family to a point where you never have to worry about going on that great vacation, you don't even need to check the bank account. There are certain sacrifices in order to achieve that, right? Or investments mm-hmm. in yourself that you have to make. So I don't know if they're sacrifices. It's for you. It's an investment. We're not taking anything away. But dude there's those moments man where just you're not present and yeah. that's the hardest thing for me you know and it's humbling every because when I when I realize it or my wife is like hey you're not can you be present like what's going on you know I I I initially get upset it's like well I got all these things in my mind like what I mean like how could I not be like <laughs> elsewhere right now yeah. Um, but it's, but dude, like it's something that I haven't perfected. So it's nice to, it's really nice having this conversation with you and, uh, you know, it's realizing that's why I love the show. You know, I'm telling you before we hit record, cause we're having a nice conversation. Like literally if I could do this 24 seven, you know, like this is the, all I had to do was record podcasts with, with amazing people uh-huh. like yourself. That's what I would want to do because in the process of that, again, process, what I learn Every single time I do an interview, like I have so much in common with so many of my guests. I'm not going to say all of them. Some of them, like I can't even, I, yeah. I haven't even yeah. released. But like, you know, it's mind opening,
1: man. I mean, how many, I, I've i recently started doing podcasts more and just being a little bit more conscious and present of the conversations I'm having with people because unfortunately, like I, I, the last two or three months, I've had a Few events that I've been able to attend and like be around some high quality individuals and have some really cool conversations. But like these podcasts, like, how when do you ever have an hour conversation uninterrupted without your phone, without your kids, without like anything? I'm like, I've, I've, yeah, you you don't, you don't like this is one of the longest conversations I've had this week. And you're, and where, and are you diving into this in depth stuff? Like,
0: yeah. And you're not worried about what's going on, you know. You're not you're not looking at your phone, dude. It's like the only time I can put my phone on do not disturb and not feel weird about it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I do it at night now, right? Yeah. Um. But like, dude, that's that's the thing. It's like it is so it is so difficult as an adult, or even just even as a parent, to to have that un- even uninterrupted time, even talking to your wife. Like, I don't know how it is. I mean, I mean, no, like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, bro, it's like, and and that that's a frustrating point, right? Because you know, it's something's always interrupting. It's like, and again, to your point, that's why I love doing the podcast for those reasons. It's like I learn a ton about other people and just and learn about how much I have in common with with all these folks. And then two, it's like the only uninterrupted conversation I ever have.
1: It's uh, it's so powerful. Just like, yeah. I think I when I got out of the league in the last two years, I realized like. Networking is huge for many reasons. Like you meet some really cool people and then you naturally get connected to other people. It's all about Mm -hmm. half of it, at least, is who you know. And, um, I think this is, this is a big part of it, just being able to connect with people. Um, sure. And I, I, yeah, I've, I've really, it's this platform is cool and I listen to podcasts all the time and you get to understand and hear people, um, at a really in depth angle. Um, so it's, it's awesome.
0: No, it truly is like, bro, like that's the other thing as far as like networking. This is the one of the best ways to network because even if you're at a networking event or you're at a conference, you're not having this one on one here. So, like no. the people that I have on my show that I vibe with, like you, I'm we're probably going to be friends after this. Yeah, you know, like that's the, that's the way this works, right? And but, but to your point, the networking man, it's just this is one of the biggest networking opportunities that I've ever had is is having a podcast.
1: Yeah, you know, that's no, awesome. Yeah. I've uh, I've had so many conversations, and I'm 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 getting something in the works in terms of the podcast. I'm like, I've had so many cool conversations with people like yourself. And I'm like, if I would just record these and wherever people are in stages of their life, career, whatever, because like whether it's, it's pivoting out of football um, or getting into sales or being in football, like, Man, if I could just record this and be like, "Hey, go go listen to this one. Like this, will, this will yeah. help you out." And then be able yeah. to connect them with that person as well is huge.
0: Yeah, dude having having conversations with people and being able to bless somebody else's life because of the conversations you've had prior, you know that's purpose. That's yeah, you know. And for me, when I look at things like, what is this conversation going to do for for me and the other person? Like, can we help each other move forward? And if we can help each other move forward in our career and have a great conversation, but how can we help somebody else after that? Those are the conversations that I, that I love having. You know, I, I, I value those, right. Because yeah. you learn like, again, man, I keep going back to learning about people. Like, you know, you had your own journey when you exited the NFL, you know, yeah. you, were, you went right into corporate America and I respect the hell out of that. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're getting, we're like, I could talk to you all freaking night, dude, because it's a cool, it's a chill vibe. It's like, we can go on and on and on, but like, bro, yeah. we've, We're, we're already up to the 40 minute point. So we got to start landing the plane here. I want you to get back to your family. I'm going to go hang out on some Netflix before I have to wake up and go to the gym in the morning. But, you know, I, I want to, I want to commend you for what you're doing out there, um, focusing on your transition. But, but the one thing that I love most about you, David, and I, and I just want to acknowledge you is the fact that you're focused on being a great dad. And a great husband, and I have to ask you because I remember my eighth grade girlfriend. I would have never married her. Um, dude, talk to me about that. That is that is so amazing that you are married to your your eighth grade girlfriend.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is crazy. Um, we lived around the corner from each other, and her her dad didn't didn't know that we were that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We were friends at the time, um, and it's so crazy because I'm like. She was 13. My daughter's four. I'm like in nine years, like I'm about to deal with this potentially. Like it's crazy. Um, but <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. She's <shoot>. we... <laughs> <His shoes laughs> on the other foot yeah. now, you know?
1: Yeah. And um, dude, I mean, it's been interesting because we've known each other through so many different chapters and phases of, of our lives and have stuck together. And it's, it's so cool. And I'm very appreciative of her, of her and it's like of all the times in my in my career, she's been a rock for me. But even more so now because like I, never. she she has never seen me like this. She's seen me where I was confident. I was that football player. I was the guy. But the guy I was for a moment there, like and she still hung by me. Um, it, it was super cool. It just kind of reminded me, like essentially, a little bit who I was and um, supported me through yeah. that. It was, it was it was awesome. Um but she's yeah she's a beast and and being a mom is is a tough job and she's crushed it so yeah being yeah. a
0: mom is tough dude they're they women are better than us man i don't care what anybody says they're better at like 99.9 of the thing 9% of the thing like quite literally yeah, um, yeah. it's so have you always, I mean, were you guys together from eighth grade on?
1: We had, we were off, uh, one, off for like a half a year in college, a half a year. in the NFL. like, yeah, uh, probably a year total. Not in the wow. 17 or what is it now? It's like 19 years. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's
0: incredible, dude. That's a, that's, that's awesome, brother. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's really she, cool.
1: She, she's awesome. She's, uh, she's great.
0: We, uh, It's funny, you said that you're gonna have to deal with that in like nine years with your daughter. It's funny because I posted like a little story on IG last night. My daughter, my three year old, almost four, comes out, you know, and she goes, I said, Who's your best friend at school? And she goes, Blake. (laughs) And uh, my wife goes, Why? And she goes, Because he loves me. I said, Huh? I was like, Get upstairs. She goes, Okay. (laughs) And she runs upstairs. It's like, I'm thinking, like, this is like beginning to be anxietizing for me because she's three, she's got a long way to go, but I have a six year old. Right. And so I'm, I'm going to be dealing with this soon. I, I think yeah. I think it's going to be like, I mean, 11 or 12 where, you know, boys are going to be coming or, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm, I don't even know what I'm thinking. It better not be, you know, five years, um, locker no. and locker in a lock room. But. Man.
1: It, yeah. It scares me.
0: Yeah, it scares the hell out of me, man. I,
1: but I'm just trying to like set that that example and be the bar for her for who she evaluates guys that she lets into her life. That's it, uh, man. that's I do what? think about it, but I'm also like, yeah, I want to be that that guy that she's like, well, that's what I think a man's supposed to be. You're not, you're not even close. So like, I'm not even gonna waste my time. And I'm like, okay. dude,
0: bro, that's like the most impactful <laughs> part of the show right there. Like, as fathers, we get to have the opportunity to show our daughters what a man is and what they should be tolerating in their life and in their relationships and for our sons we set the bar of who they need to become and yeah. and hopefully better than like I want my son to be better than me in every facet of his yeah. life like I will get no appreciation out of my son being equally as good as me I want him to be 17 times the man I am and that's the 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 amazing opportunity that we have as fathers you know so yeah yeah.
1: kids give you so much perspective like
0: in conversations like this it's like it starts to click right you're like oh wait a second like this is the amazing opportunity that I have let's try to not get lost in the fucking weeds every day right? Like yeah. we really we think about the opportunity that we have, but uh, but listen, man, I got a couple more questions for you. Um, again, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, hope the audience is enjoying this um, as they listen. And uh, two big questions, man, probably the two most important questions that I can ask you. Uh, the first one is how can my audience best support you?
1: Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm trying to be more active on IG. Mm-hmm. um, and just kind of share my story because and it's, and it, it's not going to hit everybody, but I think the the people that it does hit, it does, it resonates with. And so if they want to follow me on IG, that and share that, cause I, I'm going to start kind of oh, yeah. sharing my story a little bit more and eventually turn this into the podcast and share those conversations. So, um, we're in the beginning Love of it. those works right now. So
0: we'll do that's easy. I, I mean, all your links will be posted here in the show um you know the show notes so they can read that click on you and it'll take you right to your your page where they can follow you and guys i really encourage you to um me and david like i said do follow each other um we found each other a couple months ago i think maybe not even that long ago and um maybe a month ago he he followed me i'm like oh this dude looks pretty cool man let me uh you always get these random follows right but uh <laughs> yeah. you know dug into his page i'm like oh this is the dude right here hell yeah man let's roll be friends with this guy so um Definitely, definitely Uh, hit the follow button on him and listen to his story. And he's, he's out there to make the world a better place. Um, the final question I have is how can I best support you, man?
1: You're doing it, man. I, I appreciate you having me on here and just being able to share my story, this conversation um, and just, just this relationship. So I appreciate it. Just having me on here.
0: Absolutely brother. Well, if, if there's anything, ever, any, you know, anything else that you yeah. know that you need you know you could just hit me up dude you got my number yeah, I will. um and uh, i'll do whatever i can for you brother but uh all right guys well listen man it's getting super late and we are going to close this bad boy out so i just want to remind you if you enjoyed the show please share it out tag me and my boy in your socials we'll share it back to our stories but more importantly guys throw out a written rating on apple or you know apple podcast or spotify subscribe to the show and uh, do everything you can to take this, this podcast from top 10% globally to top 1% globally as quickly as possible. So without further ado, guys, happy Thanksgiving week. Y'all take care. Talk soon.